WXVU and the Caritas Commitment. This is Think Negative. I'm Jack. And I'm Chrissy. And Jack, we, we live through another week here, a fun week. Great week. Yeah. 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 The weather is, you know, a little chilly, but we've got some good weather ahead. And I feel like when you start talking about the weather, you have nothing else to talk about, but we do have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I mean, another good thing this past week is we had a zero case day on Sunday. That was very fun. That was very fun. And that's a perfect way for me to introduce, although I'm not quite sure how to introduce Kathy Mm. Burns. So Kathy and I have known each other a very long time since I was a student and I hit her car. She doesn't even remember it. But um, Kathy is the assistant or associate, Kathy? Associate Vice President for Student Yes. Associate Vice President for Student Life works with Father Stack, whom we've, you know, received the notice of his retirement soon. And Kathy has been with Father Stack and the Office of Student Life for a long time and has, I, I honestly can't go through the list of all of her, Kathy's responsibilities and all of the ways in which Kathy has um, improved Villanova um, one student at a time, I think. But uh, Kathy's here today as a member of the COVID Policy Committee, but also as a member of the Community First team to kind of talk about some of the different Community First issues that we have at hand and uh, given us a little glimpse into the future. So Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. So we started, you know, talking about the weather a little bit there, but um, a fun week because we did have some great community first programming happening. So Jack, you want to share what you went to recently? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, as you know, a senior and with the, the weight of that title on my shoulders, I got to go to the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day. I, I don't know if it had quite as catchy of a name as the Halloween booze and brews. I don't think it did. But the the we're tired, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Um, the St. Patrick's Day uh, snakes and brews. I don't know something Irish. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun to be outside. It was cold, but um, be outside, have a couple of drinks with my friends, eat a lot of those Old Bay fries, and uh, uh, it was just really nice to both. I mean, see a lot of people I haven't seen because whether they're on a different part of campus from me or, you know, I might see them junior year because we were all in West and now I haven't crossed paths with them. Being able to actually see all these people that I know after a long time, it was really cool. Uh, And so Kathy is involved with the staff that are putting all of those events on, but also engaged daily with you know, students and student life. So Kathy, how do you feel about the activities that we've been doing? And, you know, Jack's mentioning a few there and I'm glad he got to participate, but, you know, in general, how do you feel about the activities that we have? Well, obviously I feel really good that we are able to offer these activities and I'm grateful to the number of staff who have volunteered to make them happen and taken on new responsibilities in their work lives. And I'm really, really appreciative of all of our students 
who you know may not normally think to hang out on the campus green on a given Friday night, um, but now um, realize that that's you know what life is really about is being with your friends. Um, and it doesn't need to be being with a hundred friends. Like I, I always say, it's a little abnormal to hang out with a hundred of your closest friends, except for those college years. So to hang out with two, three, four close friends and whether you're having a fun conversation or playing a game or playing cards, um, our students are really showing that what matters in life are the relationships we have. And I think our activities really have been about nurturing and furthering uh those smaller group um encounters and whether it was the game night or hoagie giveaway when we were in the slow the spread or now going to a food truck getting a little bite to eat playing quizzo with some friends and beating out your other friends um but but it really is how you socialize in all of life and and i think our students have done an amazing job embracing like instead of focusing on what i can't do but thinking well what can i do and and the community first events have tried to answer that question a little bit for students and students have have responded well as well as finding their own things of what they can do safely and well so it's inspiring the the you know you're putting that positive spin on it even though you know we like to say we're think negative but we're we're trying to always find the positive in all of this and um, a student made fun of me the other day for talking about COVID blessings. He, he had a little bet on if I was going to say it in my little sentence with him. But, um, you know, we do find, and the chairs have become a little bit of a COVID blessing. So you're saying like the sitting outside. And are we thinking, Kathy oversees the, the, the office that, uh, you know, puts on new student orientation. And I hear that we're thinking about those chairs continuing a life after COVID. Amen. Amen, Chrissy. Yes, I, I, nothing made me happier this fall in August in seeing students sitting outside in their chairs. And I thought we could do this every year. Like this is not COVID specific. Um, and I think at Villanova, we pride ourselves in the communities that we have. And it's the large Villanova community, but it's all the, so the smaller communities, whether it's with the people you live with or the people in your club or organization or the people in your hallway or people you meet through classes. Um, and those chairs really helped because, you know, it gets a little tedious to stand up and sitting on the grass, frankly, can be a little icky or damp. Um, and as I said to Chrissy, my husband sits in his chair watching TV every night in our living room. <laughs> so well, what that says, but the, you know, about our house or our furnishings, but the chairs are pretty good. And I want to see the class of 2025 have those chairs too. So that becomes a thing at Villanova that we sit outside, hang out with each other and you have your little two and a half pound chair that isn't tedious to carry around and yet pop it up. And we have conversations all the time, every day, every way. And I have a little inside knowledge on the chair, Jack. Kathy and her husband were the sample testers for the chair because I was uh, away when the chair came in. And I said to Kath, can you guys sample this for me? So they, they were the ones to sample the chair to make sure it was sufficient for our needs. But also Kathy went to law school at Duke, correct Kath? Mm -hmm. And um, I just got word that Duke is thinking about ordering the chairs. So I think it's like the fifth university that I heard about that is thinking about the chairs, so which is fun. That's, 
That is fun. I just was at my Duke reunion, which was virtual, and I mentioned the chairs, and there were a lot of administrators on that call. So I wonder, you know, I was like, Villanova is so cool. We did this thing with the chairs. <laughs> so, Jack, you want to, I know we were talking about surveillance testing um, earlier before we were talking about our digest and how we're doing with the zero cases. So, yeah, well, first I would say, you know, on the portable chairs, is we've had a couple warm days, right? And for the most part, this semester, it feels like has been really dark and just sitting with your roommates, right? And those couple warm days, being able to go out and just walk around campus and see dozens of people in their chairs all over the place. I mean, it feels like college again, and not just kind of this big residential place where we're all going, you know, hurrying from one building to the other. But um, yeah, in terms of surveillance testing, I was hoping, Kathy, you could talk a little bit about, uh, I've gotten a lot of questions and not, not complaints, but, you know, curiosity around uh, surveillance testing increasing and people being called back more often. So I was hoping you could speak on that. I would love to, Jack. Thanks. Um, and people's perception is correct. We are doing more surveillance testing this semester than we were doing last semester. And there are several reasons for that. Um, one is the surge that happened at the beginning of the semester and um, knowing the best way to prevent that from happening again, um, or one of the ways to prevent that from happening again is by having a very robust surveillance testing so we can nip anything in the bud before it starts to blossom. Um, we also have a, a new and terrific um, on campus testing capacity uh, for our student surveillance testing. So that's allowing us to do a lot more tests in a day and to get results in a very timely fashion. Um, it also explains why people get that um, email that says no further action needed or you're non-negative, please call the health center um, because it's coming out of, of our own lab rather than um, you know a commercial lab. So hmm the language that we need to use. But we are surveillance testing um, literally a couple thousand people a week. And while that does include student athletes being tested a couple times a week, it is also a lot of the rest of us. So students can expect really to be tested every one to two to three weeks for the rest of the semester. And that really is our protection against another surge because that surge was so threatening. Yeah. Um, it also, frankly, is allowing us to maybe um, re-engage in our post-slow-the-spread world so that some of the activities are opening up. And even though some of those activities are virtual, we know sometimes there's um, some in-person encounters that go alongside, you know, even something like a quizzo that is outside and socially distant. Just the, the more activity there is, the more possibility there could be. So the surveillance testing is our protection. And we really, really need everybody to cooperate. And, and people should also know that, well, what week you get selected is random, like that you will be selected probably is not so random because everybody's getting selected this semester. Right. And once. Uh, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I personally was never selected. My name just never came up in the fall. Uh, I wasn't selected last semester. And I, I would joke with my friends that it was because I was doing the podcast and Chrissy had like taken my name out so that I wouldn't, you know, uh, be too busy to record. But um, I've been selected once and several of my friends have been selected two or three times this semester. And, you know, it's not 
you know, it's not really an, an inconvenience, right? You might have to get up a little bit earlier, but you know, it's an opportunity to go inside the pavilion for once, which is kind of nice. I mean, even if you only get 20 feet in the door, it's something. Uh, so, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I did peek on the court one day when the basketball team was playing, I have to say, when I was over there, but don't tell anybody that <laughs> between the three of us. Absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Kathy, we also, along with the surveillance testing that, that is listed on the digest that has come out now weekly from Community First, which we get you know, a lot of good positive feedback on, and we ask for thoughts for the next week if people have questions or we kind of look at feedback that comes in after the digest goes out to formulate what are some of the hot topics for the next week. And you know, surveillance testing is is listed on there with the numbers and everything. But the other aspects this week that has been brought up a few weeks now is the vaccine. And you're, you know, you work so closely with Dr. Mary McGonigal, who's been on the podcast. Um, and you know, can you tell us a little bit more about the vaccine and? where our place in line is and what you know about what that will look like if and when we get the vaccine here. Would love to. So as the um, digest or weekly update, which has been a wonderful communication and really has opened up, I think, the sharing of information each week um, with our, our community um, and community first, as, as the Monday digest indicated, um, hopefully by the end of this week, if not by Friday, then definitely on Monday, um, people will be getting a, a notice, an email, most likely from Community First, that will invite people to register um, if they are interested in the vaccine. So very, very similar to what people have done in their home states or in their counties, or you might hear your parents or your faculty members saying, but it will give us a sense of who's interested in receiving the vaccine, um, from us and um, and then, you know, some of that demographic information that would allow us to know which category because we would still be obligated to follow the, you know, Pennsylvania um, guidelines for categories of who receives the vaccine in what order. But um, we do not, unfortunately, yet have a date on which we will receive those vaccines. But we have had very regular contact with the Pennsylvania Department of Health and we do have an indication, you know, that vaccines will be coming. So that's kind of the good news that we do feel like they are coming. You know, the tough part is we don't know when, but frankly, we want to be ready. So, um, because we also don't know, will they give us one week notice, one day notice, one month notice. So um, in case they don't give us a lot of notice and then they're showing up, we wanna be completely ready to go. So um, look for that. Um, opportunity. It's a very short form, uh, really asks name, birth date, if you're on campus this semester, and then asks, you know, if you fall into one of those, like it would be a 1A or 1B category. Um, and then everybody else is kind of in the other category. So we anticipate um, some of our frontline folks who have not been able to get a vaccine in the community, public safety, um, dining, facilities, um, custodial who are very much um, on the front line, you know, being prioritized. Um, we also know many community members have already gotten the vaccine, 
some nursing faculty, some nursing students, some other folks who are, you know, from places that aren't Pennsylvania that have more vaccine available. Um, so, so you can also indicate on the form that that you've already had the vaccine. Um, but this will allow us to really um, implement the vaccine uh, quickly, easily. The health center is working with facilities to have a good um, physical space and the you know sign-in area, screening area, waiting area, so that all of that is in place before we even know the date that we're getting the vaccines so that we're prepared. Um, the other thing I will note is for those of you who have been vaccinated, it is so important that you still continue to do the things we ask of you, such as wearing a mask, keeping physical distance, frankly, showing up for surveillance testing. We know the vaccine's good, but it's not 100%. And as the doctors will say, it also had emergency approval. So we don't know if I've been vaccinated and I'm exposed to the virus, can I still give it to Chrissy if she has not been vaccinated? So the science just doesn't give us those answers yet. Um, and, and that's why even for those who have been vaccinated, we still need you to kind of put community first and wear the mask, keep your distance, show up for surveillance testing. And we're really, really grateful for everyone who does that, understanding that we're just trying to keep everybody safe. Right, the CDC, I think last week put out, if, you know, if everyone in a group, a small group is fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated, which means two weeks after your second dose, if it's a two dose shot, uh, then you can be in a small group indoors unmasked. And that's the only time you could, you know, be in that situation. And so uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's, you'd be hard pressed to find more than, you know, it'd be hard to find a small group that's fully vaccinated in the student body. But I just wanted to double back and confirm what you said. Um, if you have been vaccinated, you should still fill out the survey. You can, there is a question like, I've already been vaccinated. So right now you're not required to do that. But in case, you know, somebody clicks on the survey and, you know, wants to be included, we're all for that. You, okay. you know, there is an option to say, I've already been vaccinated. Yeah. And I guess there is the potential, maybe somebody who just received the first shot and then, you know, hasn't been able to do the second shot. I don't know that, um, but, but th they could indicate that. But um, we did decide to include that question just so if people went to the form, they, they would still feel like it was relevant. Excellent. Uh, Great information. I, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, I know that, I mean, it seems like, you know, it, it's the, the new cultural monolith, right, is the vaccine. Like it, it was, it was WandaVision for a couple of weeks and now it's the vaccine. Everybody's talking about, you know, like comparing, oh, it's like, like a trading card or something. Oh, did you get Moderna? I got Johnson and Johnson. Oh, um, so I think, you know, even among college students who are probably not the most vulnerable community by any stretch of the imagination, you know, we talk about it a lot. And, um, and, and it's important, Jack, because I mean, the, the sad part to the pandemic, I mean, I think Obviously, we've all thought of the inconveniences we've had, but you know, we have students who have lost family members to COVID, and we have faculty and staff who have lost family members to COVID. So, and alongside the inconveniences, like it's a tragedy. Yeah. So that's where anything that any of us can do to try and keep everyone else safe can't really be overstated. Right. Um, 
not, you know, I know it's think negative, so I'm thinking negative for a second, but, um, you, you know, that's the negative part. There, there are blessings that go with any situation I reckon in life. Um, but, but th there's a lot of sadness here and our inconvenience cannot, um, you know, take precedence over, over that sad, sad reality. And we are, um, it's a, a good point, Kath. And we are having a memorial to all the lives lost on campus. Um, campus ministry is working um, and that will be up starting next week to, to recognize. It will just be, you know, small memorial, but will recognize the over 500,000 lives lost in the pandemic, um, which, you know, is, is important that we do you know, take the past the inconvenience, the small inconveniences, like you're saying, Kathy, that recognition of of the tragedy that we've all been going through and that have, you know, had to endure. So we we have that coming up on campus, and um, and in a positive, we have some good weather, hopefully to get people outside. We have some good events. Um, and we have hopefully some good basketball to watch. Yes, that might take priority over the vaccine, Jack. <laughs> well, ho hopefully. This weekend. Fingers you know, crossed. Put the yeah. vaccine on the back burner, you know, which is okay because the doctors are still getting ready. They're not putting it on the back burner. Yeah. We'd love to see the postseason play. Yeah. Yeah, the postseason play of the men and the women mm -hmm. um, that, that are playing, you know, and Quite honestly, uh, we Jack and I had talked about having someone from athletics talk to us this week or next too, because you know twenty four sports happening right now, and also I, I've you know just watching the Instagram page for athletics, we have had some athletes like breaking records left and right, so it will be fun to watch um, as our spring and fall sports, uh, winter sports, all are um, competing right now. And another great use of your chair to go out and watch any of those home games. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. And be outside. If you look at the four day, the five day forecast, which I know students may not normally do, but we're, we're in the 60s, like starting this weekend for the rest of the extended forecast. So could be a great time to put on the cozy, grab the chair and go watch some athletic events in person. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think this past weekend I was walking and could actually hear, you know, the announcers at the the softball field or the baseball field over. Yeah, yeah they had the, the doubleheader. Yeah. And uh, that was really cool, you know, to hear things actually happening on campus outdoors that were, I mean, I, I feel like it was easy sometimes to not notice when there were, you know, sporting events going on when walking around campus until they were gone, you know, you know, yeah, things like the soccer games or the, the baseball games, it was easy to miss them unless you walked right by them, but going a whole semester without any of it was kind of uh, jarring in a way I wasn't expecting until I really noticed that they were back. Yeah, Coach Bridget got her 800th win on that softball field this weekend. So, but well, thank you, Kathy, so much for being here. We, we, we threw this at you, just having a chance to talk to us. So we appreciate your time. Um, Jack, anything else? Uh, I mean, the only other thing I wanted to add was, you know, 
not to end on a dark note, but um, going back to the, you know, the fact that this is a tragedy that we're living through, but it's, it feels like a tragedy in slow motion, right? Mm -hmm. And when you think about, when I at least think about, you know, times when there was an ongoing, you know, difficulty in, you know, sort of a community or in a country, I think of like London during the Blitz in World War II and how everybody cooperated and they would turn their lights out and they'd close the curtains and, you know, have this stiff upper lip and work together. Um, but the danger was so clear and present to everybody that it was easy to keep it in mind. And with the pandemic, it's easy at times for us to say, you know, oh, I just need to wear a mask. Oh, I forgot it. That's okay. I'll just run out. Uh, but, you know, it's because it's this slow moving thing. But, you know, we're so close as long as we can just keep these things up. And, you know, we have that light on the horizon, hopefully of the vaccines getting to all of us by, you know, the start of the summer. So just keep it up. Just keep it in. Sounds great. Keep calm and carry on. Right. Amen. But uh, I think that about does it for us this week on Think Negative. So keep your V's up, your masks on, and we'll see you next week.